Um, people will say, well, I get to decide that. Right now it appears others are going to decide that before we have to make any decisions. And so my view is we know who we are. We're comfortable as a league. We're focused on our growth to 16. We've restored rivalries. We're geographically contiguous with the right kind of philosophical alignment. And we can stay at that level of super conference. When you go bigger, there are a whole other set of factors that have to be considered. And I'm not sure I've seen those teased out other than in my mind late at night. Yeah, I, I guess you can't say it's not going to happen. Like, who knows what goes down if the Pac-12 loses a member, a couple, and things kind of really fall apart and you get another round of schools scrambling and panicking a bit, then you may see something with the SEC. But I feel like they're probably going to be locked in with what they've got, at least for the time being. And, I mean, if they add, it's just got to be – it's got to be the perfect team or teams that add the right television market, uh, you know, Have the right type brand. of name. Yes. Like, they're not going to water down the conference with what they've got. Philosophical, he used that word, too. Like, that's um, that's kind of what they're, they're looking for if they were to ever add again, too. Um, which yeah. I, I guess the SEC, probably more than any other conference, has – I guess what's what's the word to use? They they kind of have their own theme to it, which is bat. You know what? Crazy for the most yeah. part. So they they do kind of have a style to the league, maybe more than anyone else. And yeah, they, they it sounds like he's only interested in adding teams like that makes sense region wise and yeah, our football first schools for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very I- territorial about my new conference for some reason. Like, even the thought of Adding two new teams in the near future kind of makes me mad. When to add? No, we're fine. We're fine as is. Sixteen, we're good. League's perfect as it is right now. I don't know why I'm so defensive about that, but I, I feel like I am. Well, even time it's brought up, I think it's probably because we're we're going to the best conference, and if if you start adding teams, it there's like a a chance that things change a little bit. And the more teams you add, the less, like, depending on who they are. Like, a lot of rumor has been if they were to add two, it would be North Carolina and Virginia because to expand and grab some markets that they don't currently have. And if that were the case, like, you're, those aren't premium destinations. So you're, what you're doing is you're adding bad games to the mix. Yeah. And not that those are, like, it's not necessarily that those are bad games. It's just it's not what you would want whenever Correct. you're going to the SEC. So that's kind of the thing. Is I don't, You feel like we're just now getting there. Why add a bunch of watered-down crap to it? Because Sankey said today he already views the SEC as a super conference, and so yeah. do I. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it feels like right now with OU and Texas coming in next year. Um, okay, some highlights from SEC Media Day. Sankey talked about NIL for 20 minutes. He's calling for federal sanctions on NIL. Um, An LSU running back says Texas and OU don't know what they're getting into, essentially. the um, I'm trying to find the exact quote. He says, I don't think they know what they're getting into, in quotes. There yeah. you go. That yeah. was the only trash talk I heard today. Um, 
What did so? I saw Sankey mentioned the nil stuff, but I have. Did you? It was twenty minutes. It was long winded. I I kind of tuned it out to be totally honest with you. Does he see? Does he see it like it is currently as a problem? Is that yes. kind of what yeah, he's yeah, talking about? Yeah, that's why he's calling for federal yeah. sanction on the nil. Yeah, so he's in line with um, Saban and Brian Kelly going up to the Capitol a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I. <laughs> Maybe you can get something done federally, but my goodness, that just seems like a, a gigantic can of worms and getting everyone federally to agree on something in order to get some type of legislation is perhaps one of the more difficult things you could ever do. But maybe everyone can get on board with something and, and wrap that up. And I, the question is, what is that something and who's drafting that right now to start you know, taking it around town in D.C. and trying to sell it to some some folks on on that's the way things should go. So, by the I, way, when I, I say know. Sankey, uh, that is the SEC commissioner for for those that yeah. don't know. Um, okay, so he also said on the comment from last week that OU reluctantly just followed Texas like a little brother into the SEC. He said last night, "quote Let me be clear, that's fiction." Period. End quote. And he stopped it there. Behind the scenes, he probably used some colorful language to describe what was said last week at Big 12 Media Day. And you know what? I hope he did. (laughs) Because I sure did. Uh, Sankey also said that the college football, like, the the schedule in December is a little bit broken right now. With everything going on in the portal in December, the first signing day that's in December, conference championship games – Playoff games, all of that, it's just yeah. too much to handle. There's so much going on there, and he would like to see um, them revise some of those things a little bit better in the future. Yeah. See, the portal and the signing period do not marry up very well because in order to get your roster numbers right, you kind of have to know like, who you're signing or – uh, you'd probably rather know who you're getting in the portal before you, I don't know, for example, I don't know, running back. Like maybe you got two running backs in a class, but you're about to grab maybe a, a sophomore running back out of the portal that you really like. Uh, you're not going to take those two running backs because of scholarship numbers. You're going to take one and, I don't know. They, everything has to kind of marry up, and I don't know what the perfect timeline for that would be. And I'm sure people that spend their time recruiting and following the transfer portal know the timeline. And, you know, that's been brought up that they're going to try and at least isolate that to one time a year, right? Yeah. Um, another big news item today at SEC Media Day, day one, which this bad boy's four days long, so we'll be monitoring this all week long. Uh, SEC Media Day will be in Dallas next year, July 15th through the 18th, OU and Texas' first year in the SEC. Now, I love this because, I mean, less than a week ago, your mark basically stood at Big 12 Media Day and said, we got dibs, dibs on Dallas, we got dibs over here, AT&T Stadium, Media Day's here, we call Dallas, and a few days later the SEC is, yeah, we're invading Dallas uh, for SEC Media Day next year. I, I just I think that's great. I love would it, it be funny if they did it on the same week? They won't, but time. yes, it would be. It would be amazing. And <laughs> like fans don't show up for Big 12 Media Day. Fans do show up for SEC Media Day. 
and I'm just hoping that SEC Media Day just blows it out of the water next year and makes the Big 12 look like a you know non-Power 5 league. Oh, man. Do you think we'll have to go down? Um, yeah, I, I sure do. Yeah. Sounds like you're dreading it. Well, I'm not... I'm not dreading it, uh, at least not right now. I got a year before I have to start worrying about it and talking about how dumb it is. But it for the first one, maybe it wouldn't be. I think so it's going to be cool. Bad. I think it's going to be cool. We'll be walking in, and there will be uh, hammered Alabama and LSU and Arkansas fans outside saying, "You don't know what you're getting into, boy." As we walk in to do a radio show. Yeah, let me practice my questions. Well, Coach, what do you think about your team this year? What about your quarterback? How's that defense looking? Same stuff, right? Just recycling You've already the same got questions. The, I don't know why you're dreading it. You've already got the questions down. That's all you got to do. And yeah. then oh, you got uh, you got to start two questions by, Coach, what's it like? Or, <laughs> Coach, talk about. Talk about uh, your first year in the SEC, what the challenge is. Yeah, well – Hmm. That'll be it'll be good. I think uh, whenever it's down in Dallas, that'll be for the first one. If I'm going to go, that would be the one I'd want to go to. Just a quick drive down to Dallas. Uh, for the five eight zero, what's it like to coach in the SEC? See, text lines <laughs> coming up with questions as well. Is there another? Already. Is there another rivalry in college football that's changed names more than OU Texas? It was, I don't know that there's any that have changed names. Period. Well. Florida and Georgia dropped the world's largest outdoor cocktail party because people were dying, I guess. Um, OU Texas was the Red River Shootout. They moved it to the Red River Rivalry in 2005. Then it moved to the Red River Showdown in 2014. And as of today, we are back to the Red River Rivalry, which I challenged you to say Red River Rivalry five times really fast earlier in the show. You got about one and a half. Red River Rivalry, Red River Rivalry, Red River Rivalry, Red River Rivalry, Red River Rivalry. You've been practicing. Is that it? You've been practicing in the breaks. No wonder we weren't talking today. Well, here's nice the thing. Job. I gave there was a little bit of a pause there between if you can as subtle as it is, if you can reset just a little bit, you got a better shot at it. I think I cheated. But yeah, it's changed names what <laughs> like four to- three times since two thousand five. And that's why most people just say, oh, you Texas or the Red River Shootout. You know, and I don't know. I don't know who I should point my anger at that we had to change it from the Red River Shootout. I'm mad that they did it because it's so dumb. Nobody thinks that because the game is named the Red River Shootout that it's okay to go down there and start shooting at people, okay? Nobody thinks that. Nobody has ever thought that. Nobody would ever think that. So it's dumb that they changed it. But I also know that they probably didn't want to change it, but they had to because there's people out there that would bring that up every year at Big 12 Media Day about the name of the Red River Shootout. Mm. Don't you think you should change the name? <laughs> Isn't that a bad example? Hell, it was set? probably ESPN that made him change it. Yeah, they won't, they won't cover the game. Yeah. 
You know, know. what what stinks about that, I I don't know who – I mean, this is a summer topic if I've ever heard one – (laughs) <laughs> which which rivalry game in college football has like the you know the best name whatever Red River Shootout would be one of the best if not the best if that was still what it was referred to Red yeah. River Shootout would be honestly I think it might be the best like I think Ohio State and Michigan is just the game they're really lazy up north I guess Iron Bowl uh-huh. between Alabama and Auburn I guess that one's pretty cool but Red River Shootout would might, might be number one it might be. Hey, what'd you think of the Red River Shootout this year? Oh, I didn't hear about it. Was it a a big gunfight down at the river? No, it's a football game. Oh, yeah, because I thought shootout meant that it was an actual shootout. Captain Willard says, Rocky wants to say it's the damn liberals, and they suck. I don't know who it is. I wish that's what I was saying. I I don't know where to point my anger. Nine one eight. It's the same people that changed the Washington Bullets to the Washington Wizards. Um, let's see. Hey, Coach V. After winning the Big Twelve Championship last year, how do you think the first year of the SEC is going to go? Uh, I'm still laughing at the Bullets. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. The Wa- Washington Bullets used to be a basketball team. Uh, well, I know. I guess I didn't. I don't know. Never thought about it. I shouldn't have thought about it. That's. We deserve everything that we get, okay, as a society. We deserve it. 404, how about the Red River Drive By? (laughs) This is the rivalry (laughs) name. Just, yeah, just. Call it whatever you want. It's fine. It, it the might, stabbing. It might. That's ch- just what we're going to call it. The, the Red stabbing. River stabbing. Um, it, it's going to change in twelve years again anyway. So just whatever you want. OU Texas. It, the only thing that you can't call it, and I actually really hate when people do this because I don't think it makes much sense. Call it whatever you want. Red River rivalry, shootout, showdown. Texas OU is the one thing that you can't call it, and that's not even biased. It's just OU Texas sounds better. O comes before T, so it would make all the sense that you mentioned OU first. But there's still a lot of people nationally that say Texas OU, and it just irks are there me. really though? I, I, I saw like it today. It's... I heard it today at SEC Media Day. Yes, really? Yeah. Why from players? Well, like um, I, I guess it was more of like questions from the the media. Texas and Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma. Feel about Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, when you refer to it as the Texas-Oklahoma game, it sounds stupid. And I know the people that say it recognize that it sounds stupid saying it that way, too. Or do you get used to it? I don't know. Seems dumb. Well, whatever. I'm just whatever. glad you said Red River rivalry five times really fast I know. today. We, get, we got out of here today with you accomplishing that. Feels good. I know it. All right, let's hit a quick timeout here. We'll come back, reset. Let's hit the text line, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. 
At Lander's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, the savings just keep getting better. And that's why you'll always feel good about Lander's. Plus, get 20% off MSRP on 2023 Ram 1500, 7500 off 2023 Ram 2500, and 6500 off the 2023 Jeep Compass during the Make This the Summer event going on now. So feel good and shop Lander's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman at LandersCDJRNorman.com. Must finance with Chrysler Capital, WAC. See dealer for details. You're simply the best. The Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind. And with some of the best acts around. Like Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. Counting Crows, August 25th. Foreigner, October 6th. Rodney Carrington, October 27th. And Aaron Lewis, November 9th. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino experience. Coach Stoops here for Van Hoos Fence. If you want to work with the best local fence company and get championship service, contact my friend Mark and the Van Hoos Fence team. Van Hoos Fence gives each customer the most professional craftsmanship and competitive pricing in Oklahoma. From wood to chain link to vinyl to metal fences, the Van Hoos Fence team does it all. Contact the Fencing All-Americans at Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167 or vhfence.com. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. Right now. The names no. the names that were listed along with him at number three, dude. The head coach at Ball State, who's 33 and 48. The head coach at Boston College, who's 15 and 20. The head coach at Bowling Green, who's 13 and 29. Justin Wilcox at Cal, who's 30 and 36. Like, the best name that I could find on this list was Dana Holgerson at Houston, who's 27 and 20 at UH. That's the best name I could come up with, or that I could find. That's also a three on this list. Well, Dana Holgerson is a, he's actually a one. The AD at Big 12 Media Day said he ain't going anywhere. Which, I guess... That's always subject to change, but I don't think I think they're going to give Dana Holgerson a fair run at it. I, If you're moving to a new conference, like if you're going from a non-Power 5 to a Power 5 and you're an established guy, especially like Holgerson who's been in the Big 12 for a long time, knows those recruiting areas, I, it's almost like you're setting the clock back to zero, aren't you? Like you're starting over yeah. whenever you start into a new conference – like whenever you've, you've stepped up your game. I mean, it's almost like they knew where this thing was going a long time ago and kind of got Dana Holgerson there to start preparing for this situation. But he's been there a while now, though. Yeah, like Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou is also at a three. He may not even make it till the end of the year, Teddy. Like There, there is a scenario where Eli Drinkwitz gets fired in the month of November this year. And I don't think Missouri is going to be all that good, so that, I mean, that option's on the table. To think that he and Brent Venables, and I know the expectations are different at each school, but to think that Brent Venables and Eli Drinkwitz are on the same level of hot seat going into the year, dude, there's like, no. there's It's asinine is what it is. How good of a job is Missouri? 
I don't think it's a top 25 job. Um, I guess if you wanted me to rank it, I'd say like 30 to 35. Yeah. Everyone good with that? I'm curious like if if that is like a cuz I'm trying to think of what what type of jobs out there Jeff Levy may take after like if if we had a really Mizzou's good season. Mizzou's a fringe one. M- Mizzou's a fringe job, you know. It's kind of what I was thinking. Um I don't think I I don't know. I can't speak for him. I don't I don't know what he would or wouldn't take and probably have to do with with what type of the of offer he got and and everything but um just kind of curious to to think like who who would missouri go after you know because they've had they feel like a program that's going to going to go after an offensive guy yeah then they kind of feel like that's their their dna out there though uh they asked drink earlier today Tell us something you're 100% confident in, and he thinks, or he said 100% confident they're going to have a really good defense. Hmm. See that one, I believe it. I guess it just depends on what do you classify as a good defense, you know? Um, I don't know, because I'm just, if that were to happen, and if he gets let go, they get off to a poor start to the season, they want to make the move early to start preparing and, and, in contacting people and, and getting a hold of agents and getting their ducks in a row. I just wonder what like what name would make sense at Missouri. I don't know. It's interesting. Because we know it's a place that it's it's unique, but you can put together some really good teams there. It's been and we've before. seen that and, and you brought this point up and I and I think it's an amazing I think it's one. relevant. Not amazing. Relevant. It's it's Just relevant. relevant. Okay, right. With the that. rise of the Kansas City Chiefs, it feels like there's been a rise in some of the talent around that area. Uh, you know, like the, there's a there's more of a focus going on there, and maybe it's, we just had a run of it here recently. But I mean, if you got the right coach in there that could dominate that recruiting area, um, the Kansas City area, and I don't know, I think there's something there. You could just if you could just. Um get a ton of wins in the Kansas City area right now in recruiting. Uh, well, last year you'd end up with at least one five-star and a decent yeah. number of four-stars. You'd end up with the number one player, according to On3, in this year's cycle, a big-time well, wide receiver in next year's cycle. Like, Kansas City is loaded with talent What, what right about now. the the Luther Burden kid? Wasn't he Kansas City? Uh, well, he's he's five-star wide receiver. Was he – yeah. Was he Kansas City? Well, I don't know why I thought St. Louis for a second. Anyway, but, yeah, Missouri got well, him. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, but St. Louis. In their area, you, yes. Correct. Yeah, it's still kind of that 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 would be your, your go-to area. So, yeah, I don't – I think Missouri is, with the right hire, could be – they could be dangerous. But it's – man, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Peyton says, would Dan Lanning be interested for the bright price, I wonder? I don't think so, man. Like – is Oregon a top ten job? Is it a top fifteen job? I, I I don't know exactly where it ranks, but it ranks oh, a lot higher is that, than Missouri. Is he from there? Yeah, he is. But There's I, no way I, I don't think you leave Oregon. For I don't Missouri. think you leave Oregon for Missouri ever. No and, and you know what? Like, has Missouri has Missouri ever been a job where they've been able to poach top talent for for a head coach? Like Gary Pinkle, I think, came from Toledo, maybe. He was there forever, right? He was there forever. I don't even remember where Drink came from. 
I don't feel like it's ever been a school that's, you know, been able to go out and pay someone a crazy amount of money and go get another established head coach from somewhere. Well, here's the thing now is I – you're gonna if you're gonna get a de- you're gonna be paying over five million dollars a year. That's just what what you're gonna have to do to to get a, a top twenty five caliber coach. It's just what it's gonna be, and you know, with like you might as well forget about how much it's gonna cost you. Like if you say we can't pay, we can't pay seven million dollars a year for a head coach. Well, you're gonna pay five, right? You telling me you can't pay seven if you're going to pay five, and how much more money is it worth if you can it's go a pretty get good a investment? Name? Yeah, 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 seriously. I mean, and there's obviously a difference in overpaying. Like, but if two million dollars is the difference in getting someone and not getting someone, pay the two million dollars if that's your well, top target. I'm trying to remember who who signed a deal this this off season. A coach signed a deal, and it was it was at a school. I'm trying. It was five million dollars. How much did Joey McGuire? Did he? Was he the one that re-upped? Uh, five million a year. He, I'm, after I'm one su- year, I'm sure that they gave him a new deal after winning or beating OU in Texas in the same year. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but that's like the entry point to get yourself a top twenty-five type of coach is five million bucks a year, right? Now. Uh, Tech had rewarded Coach Joey McGuire a new six-year, twenty-six point six million dollar contract. Dang, nice job, Tech. A new six-year, $26.6 million contract? Yeah. So what? Just under five. Then. Yeah. Nice job, guys. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it – that's what you're going to have to that, – that's where you start. They bumped him up by roughly $1 million a year. Nice. That's what happens whenever you call your shot and beat Oklahoma at the end of the year like you said you were going well, to. Well, yeah, we're going to beat Oklahoma. We're going to knock down that end zone right after. And he, he did that. Like, both of those things yeah. happened. Then he climbed the crane up there in the end zone after a dare. Yeah. Congrats, McGuire. Uh, okay, Greg McElroy, who's not very popular on this show, especially when we play his well, audio I, clips. He, well, he kind of is, but not for the right well, reasons. Okay, yes. Uh, he called Ole Miss the most dangerous team in the SEC today, and what he meant by that is where they're picked. No one's talking about them, and watch out. They could make some noise this year in the league. Well, this would be the first time ever that nobody's talking about him. So maybe it is a good spot for him. They're always talking about the head coach, maybe just never the actual team. No, they're always talking. It's really their coach. I mean, you don't hear anything from anyone else down there. The the coach just, like, he's a black hole of attention. Nothing can escape. It all goes to Kiffin, everything. Every win, Kiffin. Every loss, well, somebody else, not Kiffin, you know. Any attention in the positive end goes to Kiffin. Which, credit him, man. He's he's done that for himself somehow. And he did it again. Uh, I, I don't know which day he's speaking at SEC Media Day. Maybe it's tomorrow. But the main question will be um, about the Oklahoma license plate photo that he tweeted out today that says silence. And he tagged yeah, Coach and Sark. <laughs> it'll be about that. And his dog has a Twitter account or something, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that's accurate. And his his, his son sons go out to Lincoln Riley's trash. camp and, and talk trash to Jaden Daniels. Yep, he's figured it out, man. There you go. It's not so much the substance; it's just it's the flash. Uh, Peyton says Drink was at Appalachian State for one season and had a twelve and one year with Scott Satterfield uh, players. Nice. 
Hmm. Uh, well, and a couple people say that Missouri is the number 69 overall job in college football. <laughs> <laughs> well, after after drink and what's gone on there, they're they're going to be working their their way up from there. I think that's probably yeah. right. I. Um, I don't think Brent is a three on the hot seat scale, as stated earlier. I do think Drink is a three, at least, on the hot seat scale. And I know that because he checked himself today at the podium and said, well, I was long-winded about my roster day just so I wouldn't say something controversial on Twitter. Yeah, That's, what, that's probably, when I knew that he was really on the hot seat. He's He's been given orders to keep his mouth shut, it sounds like. Don't say anything stupid up there. It's going to kill us in recruiting like you already did earlier this year. Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of recruiting, real quick, um, it's yeah. been fun the past two and a half weeks following OU football recruiting. This could potentially be the most fun week so far of the 2024 oh, class. This week? This week, starting tomorrow. Okay, uh, what, what do we got lined up? So, you got a couple of things lined up. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central, which means more like 1.45 when the decision's actually going to be public. Four-star wide receiver Zion Raggins. Uh, he is from the state of Georgia. Five foot nine, 150 pounds. So you know what that means, right? If you're 5'9", 150 as a wide receiver but rated as a four-star, uh, he fast, Zion Raggins. Okay. OU offer, Florida State offer, Georgia offer, Tennessee offer, Texas offers, just to mention a few. And all the crystal balls, 100% of them, are pointing towards OU right now. So there's that. And- are we going to pull off the rare recruiting feat of uh, double Zions? You know what? I didn't think of that, but I think that that, yes, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Ooh, so that's okay. happening tomorrow and then Friday at 11 a.m. At least that's what it's scheduled for now. Number one running back and five-star Taylor Tatum will be choosing between OU and USC. And like Raggins, the thought is that OU is the heavy leader. Okay. The week of decision day. And that would be our first five-star of the year, right? That, well, in the 24 class, Devon Mitchell right. was a five-star in 25. So, yes, yeah, all, yes. They need to get in the weeds on it. That would be. Yeah, he's somehow, uh, you know, five-star is they're saying that you're a future first-round draft pick type of prospect. But if you reclassify, nothing else changes. You go. You're no longer a first round future uh, prospect. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Hmm. But regardless, uh, this could be a really fun week, leading for a four star wide receiver and beating Muleshoe head to head for the number one running back in the class. That'll be Man, very enjoyable. I just if it happens. You know, whenever we will have made it, like something special is brewing whenever the text line says, well, I don't want a five-star skill player. Where's the beef? Give me a five-star defensive lineman. Just turning our nose up at five-star running backs and wide receivers, that's whenever I know that we've got the true SEC mentality. Yeah, well, I mean, I was led to believe that OU recruiting was going to wither and die as soon as Muleshoe left for L.A., but that just uh, hasn't happened fact it's even been even better especially on the defensive what, side it's been nice what'd you think about demarco's backyard were you looking at that uh the backyard at his house yeah that looked pretty nice didn't it 
We're out there having a good time. Who uh, who had a better pool, he or uh, Miguel Chavis? Um, I don't know. The water's the same. Uh, the setup at Demarco, this house probably a little bit better, I'd say. Yeah, when a little is, more space. When is Winery announcing? Ask the texture of the six one five. Um, allegedly, first, right? August first is when that decision is going to be made. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you ask Georgia fans, they'll say, oh, yeah, 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 it's between us and OU. If you ask Missouri fans, they'll say, oh, yeah, 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 it's between us and OU. And if you ask OU fans, it's, yeah, I think it's between us and Georgia, most likely. Okay, between us, us and Georgia, Missouri in on it as well. What do you, do you think the decision's been made already? Didn't you kind of say that yeah. or allude to that a little bit? I, yeah, I kind of feel like it has been. Hmm. Okay. And then no date yet on Stone, correct? No, there's no telling when that one's going to happen. It'd be ideal if... Signing day. It, um, I mean, seriously, maybe, man. Um, it'd be ideal if it could happen at some point this month or in August. And like You already have some momentum with this class, but you get him on board, ooh, buddy. The, the, the dominoes yeah. really start to fall, but it's his own timeline, so there's there's no telling when that's going to be. All right, quick timeout. couple of segments left from Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you, too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So, if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you, and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web at knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lane, Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour. One heck of a headline on ESPN today on the college football page. Wow. Um, ESPN's put out some bad content before. This is, uh, this is pushing a new low here, man. Uh-oh. The headline reads, is Nick Saban's legacy on the line this season? And it has a video of Paul Feinbaum saying, well, yeah, I think so. His legacy is on the line this year. I will uh, remind you and everyone that Saban is 189-27 and 27 at Alabama with uh, six national championships. But that legacy is on the line this year. Well, I don't even know what that means. Is his legacy on the line? Well, that would mean that, like his his, he'd have to have a, a season so bad it would change everyone's opinion of what he is and what he's done, right? What, to change mean, his legacy? Yeah. Well, if he misses out on the college football playoff again this year, and Georgia continues that stranglehold on the SEC, then, yeah, it could change the narrative around him. It could Uh-oh. change his legacy. 
Hello, Missouri. Here comes Saban, fired from <laughs> Alabama. Uh, they only pay him $5 million. He turns Mizzou into a giant. Jeez. Yeah, Boy, you you want to see you want to see some uh, numbers get thrown out if uh, Nick Saban ever st- steps aside from Alabama and uh, was I guess I mean he couldn't step aside like if they fired him, which is stupid to even consider. But like that dude on the open market, at, however old he is, would bring so much money. Seventy-one years old. He's making just under twelve million a year. Um, that number might get up to $15 million. Worth every penny. 100% he's worth every penny. I think he's still been the most underpaid college football head coach the past 12 years. No kidding. Yeah. As much money as he's brought into that place? Yeah. Especially when Fisher makes 10. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, when you say it that way, he really is underpaid. That's right. Yeah, I, I think that Alabama is sitting right where they want uh, – for some reason, overlooked. Um, not not going to be. Well, I say not going to be picked very high. Not going to be. I saw saw some. Uh, I don't know who it was, but some people had some more of their their playoff predictions out there, and it's kind of the same thing that you'd see. Um, Georgia's in there. Ohio State or Michigan is in there. I saw Florida State, which I think is interesting. Um, I'm not there with that. I, I think they lose two times before we get to October. I had uh, – we did ours on Friday. They may lose once before we even play a game. Right, you, seriously. <laughs> I uh, – what do I – I have – I don't want to pick Georgia, but, God, I got Bama and Georgia, Clemson, and Michigan in my four as of right now. Hang on a second. Who'd you say? Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan. Yeah. Um. I would write it down for all the world to see, but I forgot my pen. So I'll just have to throw it out there. I've got Clemson. I've got Michigan. I've got Alabama. And I've got... Oh, man. Uh Someone doesn't want to pick Georgia either. I don't. They don't want to do it. He was thinking about LSU, then his mind went to the Pac-12, and he said, but no, man, everyone's going to beat gonna each beat other each up other. out there. Can I pick Oklahoma? I don't know if I can just pick OU just yet to make the playoff. Oh, my gosh, he's going to circle around, and he's going to pick LSU to make the playoff. You guys No, watch. I'm not picking LSU. That's not happening. I'm waiting on the other team whenever you're Ohio ready. Ohio State? No, two from the Big Ten, impossible, right? Uh, happened last year. It's not impossible. <laughs> Literally happened last season. Did it really? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they both lost in the semifinal, but it happened. Uh, um, Just pick Texas like everyone else. If I picked a Big 12 team right now, I'd pick uh, Kansas State University. What's their non-conference look they like? They are at Mizzou is their uh, – well, I say tough game, but you know what I mean by that. I'm not saying Mizzou is a tough game, but it's the toughest one they have. Man, I think Kansas State's going to be really good. Really, really good. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, though. I think they'll probably lose twice. I think they'll um, – I think they'll be a 10-2 and two team in the regular season, and which would – pretty much canceled them out of the college football playoff. 
Feels like they got a pretty difficult conference schedule this year. What do you mean? At Texas? Is that why it's difficult? No, they play at Texas. I think they go they go to at Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma at State. Tech. At Tech. At Kansas. At Kansas. Those, those are the only four road games. That's a little bit more manageable than I thought. Yeah. And then they are at Missouri as a non-conference. Southeast Missouri State, Troy, and Missouri's their non-con. Open up uh, conference play at home against the University of Central Florida. They do play TCU, but it's at home. They play Baylor, but it's at home. And they end the year at home against ISU. Well, OU fans have uh, recruiting PTSD about what happened last year with the five-star defensive lineman. And even though he played well last year, I still have um, performance PTSD from the K-State starting quarterback this year. Remembering what he did the two years prior, he had that good year last year. Well, I can't get that out of my head. Here's what you need to get in your head. Uh, they're returning their entire offensive line, which is good. I've, I've told you that multiple times. They're going to have some gigantic meathead fullback. And Will Howard at quarterback is athletic. He can run the ball, and he, Tyler, is like 6'6", 260 pounds. They are going to run quarterback power all day. It's going to be Colin Klein all over again, except for Colin Klein wasn't throwing the RPO. They're going to be running quarterback power, throwing RPO off of it. It's going to be a disaster. I've seen uh, Kansas State run their quarterbacks religiously, and they get beat up throughout the year, and they end up needing two or three quarterbacks to get through a season. But that's what I'm saying. He's enormous. So, I don't know. I think I they're going to be tough. I mean, we both think they're going to be really good. I'm just, yeah. They're not a playoff team for me. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap things up next. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology?